Welcome to 36 Questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Anna. And we are a married couple. We got married and Erin was there, actually. She was there and she's here now. Uh, people listening haven't met her yet. but we'll Oh, oops. <laughs> I have not introduced <laughs> our guests. <laughs> Um, but 36 Questions is based on a study by a psychologist named Arthur Aaron. And yeah, he placed two strangers in a room and gave them these questions. And six months later, those two subjects were married. So he realized he had developed questions to make people really, really close. And lots of people have found to get closer when they read them with a partner. What's really cool about that is all the people who were part of the study were invited to that person's wedding or their wedding. Yeah. So if you two fall in love... You have to invite you us. Have to invite us. That's it. That's that's the contract. Yeah, and we we found out about this through um, an article in the New York Times. Yeah, uh, shout out to the New York Times. Times. New York Times <laughs> doing real journalism still. I know. <laughs> How about that? Um, but today we have Aaron Cheney. Hello. And we have Bill Schaefer. What's up? You guys have great radio voices already. I just have to certify that you guys have never met before. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm a notary, so I will take that <laughs> as truth. There. Without further ado, let's get started. All right, go ahead and start whoever has the first question. Uh, question number one. Describe yourself in one minute. Oh boy, one minute. Okay. Um, I am a fun-loving guy. I know that sounds very cliche, but it is true. I've had lots of different life experiences. I mean, I do comedy now, but before that, I actually had aspirations to be a mixed martial artist. And I had three kickboxing fights back in 2012. One all three, bragging a little bit. Um, But yeah, I just like to do as much as possible and live the most interesting life possible and make choices that make that come to fruition. Um, Pretty sarcastic. Um, Love sports, basketball especially. Um, Come from a big family, so I'm a real family-oriented person. I'm the oldest of six. Whoa. Yeah. And um, my parents got divorced when I was five. My mom just got remarried, so now I have a stepsister. So, like, good with kids and just love being around family and, and big groups. Um, I'm a work in progress, I think. Is, <laughs> if, I, if it were a one-sentence answer, that would be it. Um, I, I like to be well-rounded, and I like to explore lots of different avenues. And by the time I get done learning about something, I'm probably on to the next. Um, but that also creates a pretty ridiculous level of imposter syndrome sometimes because you can't always demonstrate that you have middling knowledge in many subjects. Um, I am the opposite of you in that I don't know anything about any sports <laughs> and I've never cared to and you cannot explain to me the rules of football. I. <laughs> I'm busy staring at something else on the screen. I'll always be like, ooh, look, a bird. I, um, I am a little spazzy, uh, but I also, I think pretty deeply about um, like ethics and issues like that a lot. So I'm kind of like a bore, basically. I don't think that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go on like, it sounds like you go on like little like uh, kicks for about maybe a week or two, where you just like find like a new topic and want to think about yeah, it. Oh yeah, sure. It could be it could be a week, it could be a year, it could be yeah. That's kind of like what my kickboxing phase was like for like a year and a half. That's all I did, and then I just stopped doing it, and I haven't done it since. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Do you do other wor- modes of working out though? Oh yeah, like like standard stuff now. Okay, yeah. Things sure. that don't require violence. <laughs> but like I'll like go to Barnes and Noble and I'll just buy a book 
about like something I don't know anything about just to like, I'm going to learn this for a week just because I feel like, you know, comedy, you got to always be learning. But that's just like kind of who I am. A yeah, bit. totally. 100%. Question two. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? I think so much about this question. Like, if I were being selfish, then it would be someone that's important to me personally. You know, like an author, like Kurt Vonnegut, or um, some some other musician, like Bjork, for example, I think is, is an amazing artist on so many different levels. She's a producer, she's a writer, and... Um, I'm pretty sure she's also a um, lord of space and time and weather. <laughs> I think she can control the weather, and I have a story to back that up. Are um, you serious? Yes, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not dead serious. I don't really think anybody can do that. But if anybody can, it's her. I, I've borne witness to this. But um, I, I think also that a lot of history is written by the victors, and so unfortunately some of the people I would probably most learn from maybe weren't even ever taught to write or read, so I don't know who they are. Um, and that's kind of why I'm obsessed with like everyday people's stories. Yeah. So. Well, cool. That's a roundabout. I don't have an answer <laughs> for you. <laughs> I guess I'm like... Uh, um... My first pick right away was like Muhammad Ali, but then like I thought about it, he'd probably talk the entire time, so I wouldn't get like a word in. Um, but then after that, Stephen King and then uh, John C. Riley. I know those are very, <laughs> they're two very separate answers. I no, don't they, they kind of look alike though. They There's do. Something there. They do. I don't. I don't even read that much Stephen King, but I did read um, On Writing, which is his book, which is like half memoir, half the craft of writing, and he's like seemed like such a funny down-to-earth guy and I'm someone that has terrible work habits yeah so when he's not like, coked out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he talks about it in the book I've read that book yeah he doesn't remember writing was it Cujo or yeah he's like he was just like zooted the entire time what? Uh, I didn't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally totally like didn't even remember writing half of it he had tissues in his nose because he was doing so much coke it's a great book like whether you're a writer or not like <laughs> read it it's so good that's how we do this podcast <laughs> Truth comes out. You can't see coffee, it on the podcast, but we all have tissues in our nose. <laughs> <laughs> We're all coked out. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, and then John C. Riley just... He's like one of those guys who's like a dramatic actor, but also hilarious and just seems real cool. He's like so grab around. a beer with, like just sit and talk about nothing. Yeah, that's my guy. He's the best. In what way? I think I'd like... a certain level of fame but nothing too crazy um like i don't want to be brad pitt like that like for sure don't want to be him um but like a level of fame where like segments of the population like know who you are and really care about your work but i guess kind of like make a mark Marin or a scott aukerman like i don't want to be famous for that but like there are people that know exactly who they are and love them but they could do a lot of stuff sure. like, like their everyday life and people are just like oh i don't know that person um, yeah, it's a crappy answer, but that's all I got. <laughs> it's not a crappy answer. That's a, that's a totally normal human answer. Um, I, I've thought about this one a lot too. Um, cause I do sometimes listen to the podcast. Thank um, you. You know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of you guys work. Um, I would not mind being impossibly famous and here's why. If Brad Pitt decided he wanted to be a puppeteer, he could do it. <laughs> you know? 
if if he decided that he wanted to like crawl around on the floor for a play and like he could do it he could do whatever he wants to so do. you want the access it's it, there's nothing like it and yeah. i think it's a form of privilege mm-hmm. that anybody would give their left arm to have so especially famous people who complain a lot about that like i understand that there mm-hmm. are things about their life that other people can't relate to yeah. but there are so many access points that they have that they don't even realize are, are there anymore well, I can definitely can, see like fame yeah. creatively it's kind of paid dividends but like personally you don't worry about like the toll that, that takes at all or anything like that I know people who put tremendous strain on themselves without being famous <laughs> but would you're, be worse you're also saying that like if he decided to do anything else like he would have a adoring fans who would follow him probably 100% they would pay his rent even if he did a stupid move that anybody else would lose their ass doing I think people just pay to watch Brad Pitt eat he just eats I would I would too yeah only no only (laughs) mm, only pasta only fight club era Brad Pitt Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt. I would watch eat pasta. Oh, I'm not. I can't do the hair. <laughs> <laughs> if you got any footage of Brad Pitt eating, uh, email us. Thirty-two. Thirty-six Q podcast. Do not annoy him though, because we all know how <laughs> terribly put upon he is by that. Okay. Question four. <laughs> Before going to a social event or meeting, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say, uh, and why? Absolutely. I'm uh, not what you might call a person who can bounce back from like shots of adrenaline or cortisol easily. I get really flustered. So if I'm talking to someone who is going to try to shoot me down or be hyperjudgmental or aggressive with me, I'm probably going to have to talk over it a few times. But if there's no pressure, or if it's just like a job interview or something like that, probably not. Cool. I uh, I don't rehearse so much as sometimes I, I just like talk to myself, <laughs> like, <laughs> like out loud, like like to the person. But I'm not like taking notes. It's just like kind of like a way to vent a little bit. Um, obviously, if you're doing something like if you're like quitting a job, you want to hit some points, so you'll like rehearse those. But yeah, any other type of social interaction. I'm just like, let's just wing it, see what happens, listen, uh, be authentic. Um, but also, like when you said, if anyone's going to like judge you or something, I tend to also avoid those. Just I just won't put myself in that position where I have to come up with something. To, I, got, I have no backbone sometimes. And so I'm just like, I, I want to just steer clear of that. Um, and that will manifest itself when I'm talking to myself later in the shower. I'm like, I should have spoken up. <laughs> <laughs> I do that same thing, too. I, I don't speak out loud, but I definitely, I will admonish or otherwise, like, chastise yeah. someone. Just, like, washing your hair, you're like, oh, that would have killed if I had just said <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, my, damn. Uh, what do they call that? L'esprit d'escalier. I've never heard that term L- before. <laughs> spirit of the stairwell. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, what, what you think yeah. of the second they leave the room, and you're like, damn it, I yeah. should have. Mm. It's the Seinfeld episode. Right. I want to get a tattoo of whatever you said because that's me all the time. L'esprit d'escalier. That. Yeah. You're just one big. You're the ghost of the stairwell, literally. <laughs> yes. Did they actually mention that in Seinfeld? No, 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 no. But there's that whole episode where <laughs> he's know, like, "Ha like, And the jerk store called, and they're running out of you. <laughs> number one bestseller. Yeah. I love that. Um. Question five, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Oh, man, doing nothing. (laughs) Um, 
So up until very recently, I was waiting tables and I always used to work brunch and I had a random Saturday off and I just ordered food and I rewatched Community and it was perfect. Like there was nothing I would have changed about that day at all. Um, and then like a second best day, like I like to treat myself sometimes. So I'll like take a train to the city. I live in Queens and I'll go to Barnes and Noble and I'll buy a book and I'll go see a movie by myself. And then like maybe later on grab like a drink with like a friend or two. Like very low stakes. <laughs> People are like, who's that guy reading a book in this movie? <laughs> I do that. I do that. I get there early, and like when they're showing like the, like the trailers, I'm like, I'm not listening to that, and I read my book. Yeah. <laughs> we are. That's amazing. <laughs> we are so similar. I love to take myself on day trips or take myself out to eat, and and I do have some girlfriends who think I'm crazy. Like they would never go to a restaurant and sit in the corner and eat alone, and I think that's really bizarre. Um, no, I I think I'm with you there on laziness. But only if there's nothing that I'm procrastinating on. I'm an ADD. Oh, totally, yeah. I'm yeah. an ADD child, so there's probably something that I've been putting off maybe so long that I forgot, but it's going to bother me and stick in my craw if I lay around for too long, so I have to get up and get moving. But if I did have a day where everything was done, mm-hmm. like I had a sense of accomplishment, oh, I would loaf the hell out of that day, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm with you there. Stocked I, up on food was great. I, I would actually also probably at some point go lift weights, which seems like it's the opposite of laziness. But to me, that's still like a <laughs> yeah, day like, treat yeah. yourself. So. Of course. Yeah. I just love that you said I'm going to treat myself and then immediately went to go to Barnes & Noble and buy a book. That, I love that. I ball out of control at Barnes & Noble. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I can't... Like some people spend money on like clothes. Like I, ha- I haven't gone clothing shopping in like three years. Everything is like presents from like Christmas and birthdays and... I'm just like, I'm going to buy a book. Like, I, d- I do Kindle book downloads because my goal is to have like a selection of things to read from if in case I get mm-hmm. bored of one book. So I've never got an excuse not to be reading something on the train. After- and um, people ask me like, how has New York changed you? And I say, oh, you know what? I'm read. smarter. <laughs> and they're like, why? How's that? And I was like, because I have time to read, dummy. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. After after my last breakup, like everyone was like, oh, you're going to go on a bender? I was like, no, nah, I went to Barnes and I bought four books. <laughs> All hardcover, like that's how I splurged, and um, I finally just finished like that, like that stack. That's why I got to go re up now. The book bender, yeah, starring Bill. I like it. I love that. And my next question, yeah. I also go on ice cream benders, so I can't judge. Also go on like typical benders, and you just drink a ton. I do that sometimes. Question six: When did you last sing to yourself, and last time you sang to someone else? Uh, the last time I sing to someone else was last night in a lift on the way home to my friend because it was funky town and I had to say, that's the melody to funky town. (laughs) We don't have the rights to that song. (laughs) Listen, this podcast is over. (laughs) (laughs) It's also a South Park quote, so it's a double whammy. Ooh, we're shut down forever. <laughs> You're a towel. Um, yeah, and then the last time I sang to myself was probably the earlier yesterday. I, I do a lot of singing a lot of the time. And I, I tend to annoy everyone I'm around by singing all of the lyrics to all of the songs. Are you a good singer? It's not just that. It's that I have like the superpower of knowing all lyrics. Okay. I hear a song once, I probably know the lyrics, mm-hmm. which is really useful if someone's like, why do you hate that song? I can quote it and I can tell you exactly. <laughs> I can vouch for that. She really does know every lyric. It's kind of scary. Does does karaoke count as the last time you sang to someone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does? Okay. So I guess that, that w- I had a friend's birthday like two weeks ago and I sang karaoke and um, 
I sang I Miss You by Blink-182 because it's it's kind of easy to sing, but it's also one of those songs everyone knows, so you don't actually have to sing it. Like, the rest of the bar will jump in with you. Sure. Um, and then I sang I'm on a boat with my, nice. with my uh, good friend Evan. We It's like we've been doing it for like two years now. We tag team it. Oh, my God. That's great. We have so, to do that, Anna. I know. That's a great karaoke song. It's no Beyonce, but. <laughs> right. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Um, question number seven, you will live until 90, but must choose either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years. Which do you choose? Initially, I thought mind a hundred percent, but then like the last year or so I've been having like chronic back pain. So I'm like, that's only going to get worse when you get older. So I was like, do I want to stay fresh? <laughs> Cause I mean, if you have this great mind, but you're in pain all the time, which is normal for old people, it's a dilemma. But I, I'd go with mind because there's nothing like talking to like a slow old person. I mean, there's also nothing greater than like talking to an old person who has like such great stories, and you're learning so much from them. Um, like my grandfather is great. He's just like a sea of knowledge. He served in a war and just has tons of experiences. I just like love to just like listen to him talk. Or if you're at a bar and like an old guy talks to you and he's just done stuff, it's like. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, mind, mind for sure. I, I go back and forth with it too because on the one hand, um, the mind is never going to get any better than it is at thirty. I mean, like cell death is a thing, you know. Um, but also, if your body is distractingly broke down, it's kind of useless right. to have a working mind because you're still going to be consumed with whatever the body's doing. So I have to say, I have to say body because I, yeah, you have to hope that if your body stays intact, then your mind will still be spry at 90, but I'm willing to take that bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Question number eight. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? That's a fun one. Probably cancer. I mean, it, really? Oh yeah. I have this. That's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I yeah. mean, it gets us all in the end. Um, <laughs> again, how dare sell you death. steal his cancer answer? <laughs> my cancer thing. answer. Cancer answer. <laughs> the cancer answer. Um, no, I mean, my um, there's like even like nuclear testing downwinders in my family, so like odds are good. Um, <laughs> but but then again, every time you get in a car, odds are good. So mm -hmm. you know, it could go either way. But yeah. I would guess one of those two things probably. Yeah, I, I would probably pick like old age, but it would be just because I like don't take great care of myself that like I'll just have undiagnosed cancer for a while and then I'll find out about it. Like that's the only other thing <laughs> I can like think of. Just like yeah, I had a pain in my back, like I've been talking about, and they're like, oh yeah, that's a growth. We could have gotten that, but you were too late, and I'll be like, shit. <laughs> this guy can joke about tumors. This is gonna go all right. I uh, I used to work at a funeral home for seven years, oh, so nice. so I'm desensitized to like dark stuff. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I want to know perfect. so many stories. Yeah. All of the next questions are about funeral homes. Funeral. <laughs> I've got a friend who is a, a medical student, and he saves the things that his wife doesn't want to hear about from the children's ward for me. So, Whoa. I can hang. Okay. Yeah, I got I got dead baby stories. <gasps> no. Okay. Well, <laughs> off the air, folks. Wait, we can just imagine you, what's going to happen. Did you ever see a ghost? No, thank God. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. The one thing that happened from working at the funeral home is that it, like I can't watch scary movies anymore because it's like when you're locking up, you don't need any extra like incentive of things going. And I'm just finally because I haven't worked on about a year now, so I'm like trying to like well, I guess I'll get out in theaters. That was big for me, even though like that wasn't too bad. Of, it's more of like a thriller. 
but I just watched the uh, trailer for the new It, and I'm like shook. <gasps> like it looks, <laughs> it looks so scary. I watched that when I was way too young. No way. Nope. I'm not seeing it. No. The new one, just the trailer, the two minute trailer. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm tucking myself in. I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> Trailers get me. Listen, I think that scary movies are for people who don't have extensive experience with dead bodies. Probably. Also yeah. ghosts. I feel like once, you, once you've hung out with a lot of bodies, all that stuff is kind of not as taboo, right? Oh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I have so many questions about a funeral. <laughs> but, um, it's another podcast. It's time for question nine, right? Yes. Okay. Question nine. Name two things you and your partner appear to have in common. Two things. Uh, probably like a love of comedy and uh, I guess just like relatively physically active. Um, yeah. I'm kind of generic in that way. <laughs> got to be able to laugh and got to be able to do stuff together. That's that's the big one. True and true. I mean, I hear that people exist without both of those things, but I, I can't speak to that. Um, I can live with like one, but not both. Like, right. Those are, those are two daggers. Sure. Definitely. Um, it also appears that we are both uh, dark humored. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Oh, you meant you? Like right now, what we have in common? Yeah. Oh, wow, that was stupid. Never mind. I thought, like, just in general, make up a oh, yeah, dark humor for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then being lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On, like, the right day. I could be a, yeah. le- I, I could be a loaf coach for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loaf. I totally misunderstood that question. I'm so sorry. Is it me? That's you. Yeah. All right, question 10. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Oh, man. Um, in my life, I feel most grateful for the fact that I had a pretty idyllic, um, like, formative set of years. Mm-hmm. I, I think, um, like, basically from birth to seven or eight, I had all the things that even the most privileged kids don't always get like equal time with both parents, support, encouragement. Your parents divorced? No. Oh, okay. Um, no. Um, just I, the way you phrased equal time with both parents, I thought. Oh no, like no. I just mean that my, my parents are, are both musicians. And so their, their work was a bit more flexible than most people's parents. And so I didn't mm-hmm. have a breadwinning dad who only came home late at night or anything like right. that. It was like one of them was always with us or, you know, occasionally a sitter when they both had a gig, but like that's, I mean, especially from Utah, a lot of people are pretty into like the, the standard family arrangement, and that wasn't always the case for a lot of people I know. So You're from Utah? I'm, yeah. You a Mormon? Nope. No. <laughs> I know that's like the the typical. Que- I just had. Oh to no, ask. it's yeah. a question everybody asks. Yeah, no, I was one of the few, the proud, the uh, kids who had uh, neighbors that weren't allowed to play with me. Oh. <laughs> do you you don't want to hang out with them anyway. They're the boring ones. It's okay. Do you drink? I don't actually, but not anymore. I, I it's not that I have a religion that forbids it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a conscious choice. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And you? Um, I guess I'll piggyback off your answer a little bit. Um, I'm going to say my parents. My parents got divorced when I was five, um, but they were really good about no they weren't they were really bad about that um <laughs> they like they, they don't like each other but they were like always were very good to my brother and i and they're they're like very different people like my dad's this irish catholic blue collar guy my mom's a jamaican immigrant so it was like two very different like lifestyles and i learned a lot from both sides and they're just very different people which is why they got divorced like my dad's very pragmatic my mom's like no go chase your dreams and it's good to have like a balance you know and so yeah, I'm a lifelong New Yorker, so like I 
so like I'm here like doing comedy and stuff like that. It's good to, you know, also like, you know, be realistic, but like chase your dreams and I'm in a good place to do it. So credit to them. Yeah. When I, when I told my parents I wanted to go into film because they had inspired me that I could be a a freelance creative like they were, they were like, that's what you learned. No, yeah. get a good government job with health insurance. That's what That's my dad what you says. You should have learned. That's what my dad says. Yeah. Well, they want what's best for yeah, us. He's like, you should go be like a corrections officer. They got that. I'm like, no, Ooh. what? That's terrible. <laughs> like, I- He's like, they, fine, then do comedy, but get, like, health insurance. I'm like, that's a that's good advice. You know, places that are hiring, like, yeah, like. Thank you, that's good <laughs> advice, and I refuse to take it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, question 11. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Oh, oh man. Um, I uh, was raised in a house that, while it was more balanced than some, it also had a lot of imbalance on my mom's. Uh, chronically ill and so what that sometimes would mean is that she did not have the energy inside her so we kind of took advantage of that and as a result there's a lot of discipline that I did not learn and that on top of being an ADD kid set me up for some pretty poor organization and I'm still trying to get on top of that and I'm not saying that any parent can do anything about ADD because I am a shining testament that nothing you can do will change what's going on in this brain but it probably would help because like I've got friends who say their parents oh we had two hours of cleanup time every day after school and then we had to do our homework every day and I'm like I don't have a single memory like that Mm -hmm. I just never knew how to do those things and I certainly didn't want to do them and nobody made me do them so I just never did them and so that's uh, that's the only thing really I mean I I think other than that I I was praised pretty, pretty well yeah um i guess it's like i just said the thing i'm most grateful for is how i was brought up but i guess like the one drawback was like my parents were divorced when i was five they were also very young my dad was 26 my mom was 25 so they like in their lives didn't have like structure and i feel like that definitely like, affected me a little bit because i have like terrible impulse control and you know just being organized whereas like if you're in like a household where everything's very like unified it's probably easier to get it but like my dad bounced around from apartment to apartment my mom bounced around from like apartment to apartment and you know you're going back and forth every weekend it's just like yeah what is what is life really whereas like some of my best friends and stuff like they've lived in the same house their entire life and that has to have an effect on hey i lived in the everything. same house my whole life yeah and there was still no structure right so, but. yeah it's all relative <laughs> but, so if i had to reach for something it'd, be, it'd probably be like that that makes sense okay question 12 if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Uh, like going off my previous answer would probably be focus mm-hmm. because I, I have the interest and as long as I can maintain my laser focus, I can do a lot. Um, but it, once I lose it, it's kind of gone sometimes. I think that's that's how like the energy in the brain works generally, but I just have a little less control over it than, ahem, some people in the room, for instance, like people who just don't seem to sleep. Um, you don't sleep? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. No comment. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I mean, it's similar to your answer. I guess to be more goal-oriented. I just, I'm bad at deadlines, and, like, I haven't done a New Year's resolution ever. Like, I just... I don't stick with anything long enough. Um, so 
Yeah, probably that. Just having like that focus, one track mind yeah. in certain areas for sure. Question 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Oh, man, this one's going to cut deep. Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> if you could be told the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Am I a good person? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you think so? Thank you. I answered it. That's a very universal question, I think. Everybody would probably like to know that. I, I feel like there's like a real gray area, though, sometimes. Like, there are, like, I feel like 90% of the time, like, I am, but there's those, those 10% of the time. And, like, how frequently I think about, like, not doing the right thing is a lot. And, um, <laughs> well, that proves that you're a good person because you're concerned about that. My right? nickname for myself is Professional Bridge Burner, though. Like, like Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And yet, here you are concerned about whether you're a good person. It sounds like you don't mind that you. Well, it's like my previous answer I'm, I'm not going to like do anything to fix it. Like, that's the thing. I won't try. I know I do this bad thing, but am I going to fix it? Probably not. Oh, I know what you mean. Just a little yeah. bit of denial. Yeah. Sure. We're all guilty of that sometimes. I think um, that's, that's, I think that's a very good question. And I think that I would agree that that's something that I would want to know too. I think it's something that a lot of people have anxiety over. It's like the thing that keeps them up at night is like, am I doing the right thing? Am I a good person? Remember that one time I did a bad thing? Does mm -hmm. that mean it's a zero sum thing? Is it over? Am I redeemable? That sort of thing. Um, I also feel like it's like, you know, you're going to have like different circles of friends and you're probably a good person in one circle and maybe lacking in another. Like, that's what I like worry about. Like, sure. Like, I feel like my closest friends know I'm a good person, but then I'm like, does my dad think I'm a good person? Like, I don't know. Like, it's like stuff like that. There's like a universal theory on Bill Schaefer. I'd love to know what it is. <laughs> call, call on in. <laughs> I think if you've got a baseline, that's all you can ask. I mean, the rest of it is just sort of nitpicking. <laughs> Totes. Question 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time, and then why haven't you done it? Two-parter. That's a great question. Um, I don't have an answer yet. You go. Okay, just something that I've dreamt of doing for a long time. Um, I want to travel. Like I, like when I say travel, I mean like go to like Africa or something like somewhere really far and like remote and like hike. I love to hike and like do crazy stuff like that. I also really wanted to like uh, dive with like sharks, like in like the cage, just because I wanted to for like no reason. Um, why haven't I done it? Um, I guess it comes back to like you know like having like a little bit of discipline to like save money and do these things, you know, everything costs money. So it's like, Hey, maybe don't eat out three times this week and stuff like that. Um, so those go hand in hand, but also I'm afraid like if I tell people that it kind of sounds like stupid, I don't know. Like that doesn't sound stupid. It's like I want to go spend a ton of money, go to Australia and deep sea dive with sharks. I'm like, what a waste of money. Like that's like my fear. <laughs> and I, like, I think it's a waste of money a little bit, but I People really want to do it. People waste money on handbags, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's practical your, your friends ask you if you want to go out, it's like, I'm saving up for the shark cage. So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they'd be like, get real, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Shark cage. Well, that's, um, I, I would love to travel more. That's definitely a thing for me. But I think uh, if there's something that I've, I've dreamt of doing and haven't done yet, it's probably make a documentary. 
But that's because there's a lot of moving parts involved. A, funding. B, living while you're getting it, um, um, shooting it. And then what's different about documentary as opposed to uh, narrative film is that you also have a subject that anything could happen to. Maybe they decide they don't want to help you make the film. Maybe they get sick. Um, there's, There's... uh, lack of story arc that makes you question the whole process. So that's why I haven't done it yet because it hasn't come up yet. But uh, do you have any like three ideas at the top of your head? Of, like, always, topics? Okay. So many. Can I hear like one or two? We literally have ele- elevator pitches. As in, just now in the elevator, I was elevator pitching Anna. Mm-hmm. Oh, just I know interesting people, and I think um, portraits are a fascinating way to get to know uh, lives that maybe you wouldn't otherwise have access to, and I kind of hate those films that take let's say the food we're eating and they boil it all down to a ton of talking points in two hours with a bunch of stock footage like that doesn't give me any mm-hmm. knowledge about other people and what I'm interested in most is understanding other people do you have a favorite documentary I have so many I will give you a list later on okay yeah cool. absolutely um, it just depends on what category you know yeah. or subcategory or Interest, yeah, I've got a million. Um, human interest, like human rights stuff, for sure, but also just like could be somebody who never leaves their house. Doesn't matter. All right, Erin, you can do a documentary on me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I've been begging. This whole thing was a setup for that. My only frame of reference for documentaries are like um, the ESPN 30 for 30s, which you've never watched. <laughs> No, I've got a friend who makes those. I actually have seen those. Oh, yeah, have you? Them. I just remember you saying you hate sports. So I was like, there's no way you that get That doesn't mean that I'm uninterested in people who do sports. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. See, the, the sport ball itself, not so much. Did you watch OJ ball. Made in America? Um, What? Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Of okay. course, of course. Yeah. I mean, that has very little to do, except for it, the fact that he was famous for that reason, yeah. right? I mean, um. Cool. I thought it was kind of boring. Hot take. Hot take. What? I, <laughs> I think it was the most exciting version of a dry ass story <laughs> it could possibly have been. They even threw some Kardashians in the mix. You know, I they know. did what they could. It was cheesy and hackneyed, and I hated them for it. But yeah. Well, I loved it. So. <laughs> But that's You're just, allowed to. That's just, oh. And so did the Academy. So the, timing. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of that sad little interjection was adorable. <laughs> well, I liked it. Well, I liked it. I'm like the one person who still likes La La Land. Well, I thought it was good. It was fine. Did you like La La Land? When I first saw it, I thought it was like, I thought it was good. Like on a scale of one to ten, it's like a seven, seven and a half. But then like the backlash came out and I like read all the think pieces. And I was like, maybe I don't like this movie. Like, like it kind of like got to me. Like it wore me out a little bit. But then I saw like Moonlight like a week later. And I was like, oh, this is the better movie though. Well, it, like, no, I, like, like, there's no question. Yeah, yeah, you can like both. You can be two things. I firmly believe that. Yeah, yeah. you're allowed to like both movies. Um, it's just that one of them shouldn't have walked away yeah. with all them awards. You know, I I, I, saw, I saw La La Land. And I didn't really think about it critically. I was like, oh, it was good. I enjoyed it. And, and then like okay. everything else, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good point. That's kind yeah. of what musicals are for, though. It's yeah. like, does anybody go to a masala Bollywood film and then ask like, well, did this really add to public discourse? Right. No, they just have a damn good time. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> I did appreciate the white savior of black jazz, though. Yeah. It was yeah. real special when it was just like the only 
black people in this movie are musicians and it's mm-hmm. based in LA. LA. Like yeah. you realize that, right? One thing it's I loved, objectively, I thought Ryan Gosling was great. He's like so funny. I was like, he's great. Say what you want about La Land, but Ryan Gosling was great. Best both, actor great? No, but I was like, the guy just... They're both unimpeachable. Yeah. I would do both of them. <laughs> <laughs> just because they seem like great people. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> hot take. Ryan Gosling is hot. Right? That's such an original perspective. <laughs> the internet is not all over that one. Um, is it me? Yeah, I think, yeah. Question 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh, man. There's two in my short life. Okay. Uh, it was probably the first uh, kickboxing fight that I had. I won in 56 seconds. I kicked the guy right in the head Whoa. and knocked him out. And that was great. Is that legal? Can you do that? Yeah, in kickboxing, yeah. You can punch and kick and knee. They consented. Okay. Um, it was great. And, and it was great for a number of reasons. I mean, obviously, like, training for something and the best possible outcome happening. But I'm, I'm not, like, shy, but I get really nervous about, like, my family seeing me do stuff. Like, my family's like, no, like, my dad seen me do stand-up once. Like, I refuse to invite family. But I had to like invite them to this, and they came. So it was like, in my most triumphant moment, my family was there, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. Problem was that was like four, no, five years ago. So I got to find a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, only ride that wave for so long. And um, yeah, I I have like a freelance comedy writing job where I get paid, so that's cool because because awesome. I, I feel like a lot of people are still just trying to hack it. So I can be like, that's one thing. So whenever my dad's like, "How's comedy going?" I'm like, "I get paid sometimes." And I'm really ahead of the ball on that because that's the dream for some people. It's not a living, but. That's totally cool. So those are like my two things I keep in my back pocket when I'm like, I'm worthless. I suck. I'm like, no, I don't. There's actually video evidence of me like dominating somebody. And then. (laughs) I love that the two things that validate you are kicking someone in the head and monies. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's okay. That's all you have. Yeah. I mean, you know. um, The kicking the guy in the head, I mean, was nuts oh but it's like <laughs> sounds was like he it. okay he had like a really bad like thing is it was really it was he had a bad bruise on like the side of his face and then he added me on facebook to like be <gasps> friends no. and i accepted but then like people were commenting on the video of, like you kicked the shit out of that guy i was like oh we can't be friends because <laughs> like, oh, no. like yeah so i had to um i was so nervous though because like, guys the, help me be sportsman like yeah, please the guy um was under house arrest at the time so I'm, like i'm fighting some <gasps> psycho yeah yeah, I was like, oh, no, this is this is terrifying. And then 56 seconds later, I was like, uh-uh. Well, you don't have to be a, a psycho to be on house arrest. I guess true, but you like... You have to have a PO. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I was very like, what? House arrest? And Whatever gets your heckles up, whatever got the thing done, I guess. I haven't lived a full life yet. Some, I'll have like a kid someday, and that'll be the highlight. But as of right now, <laughs> it was just telling that guy... Don't ever do this again. <laughs> it's funny you said you won't invite your parents to anything. I have a completely different reason why I probably wouldn't invite my parents to anything, and it's that they're too supportive. Mm. Because they're they're constantly telling me, like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You could totally do this if you wanted to. Come on. And it's like the, it's the uh, musician version of could have been a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, you'd be a great lawyer. And it's like, Dad. I get that a lot, too. It's yeah. like, you could have been a lawyer. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's yeah. really, yeah. In an alternate life, perhaps I could, indeed. And that's not what I'm doing today, and it's not what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Um, greatest accomplishment of my life, I 
can't think of a single thing. I um, I, there's so many, or there hasn't, or it hasn't happened yet. No, I see. It hasn't happened yet. I guess it's so close to not having happened that I can't think of anything. That's why I picked two stupid ones. Well, <laughs> you know, at least you came up with an answer to the two questions. Like super superficial ones, like the time I kick someone and the time I made yeah. money. <laughs> I just like that you had an answer. That's oh. a that's an accomplishment in my eyes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, question 16, what do you value most in a friendship? Um, I value trust and understanding and trust, I guess, would come down to like reliability. Not necessarily that someone's there every time you need them, but that you know their mind and how they feel about you and you can trust in that. Yeah, that's what I work on as a friend anyway. Yeah, I guess mine would be, I guess like a friend that's like down for whatever. Because like, like if we enjoy each other's company, we can do anything. Like we'll have fun. Like this is sounds so stupid, but like my cousin, it's like one of my best friends. But like we have to go to church because we're Catholic. It's so on like the holidays, and we'll sit in church and like do bits. <laughs> and like like we made church fun. Like you can be able to do like anything. And he worked with me at the funeral home and like we had so much fun at the funeral home. As crazy as that sounds. And like in the downtime. Great times at the funeral home. Yeah, well it's actually like really slow there. If nothing's happening, you're just in an office doing nothing and you just find ways to pass the time. So like I like being able to just, you know, text a friend any random day and be like, what are you doing today? Nothing's like cool, let's hang out. And you just wherever your feet take you. Um and then I guess trust obviously is like gotta be like a close second. You don't want to be Hang out with dirtbags. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, question 17. What is your most treasured memory? Most treasured memory. Oh, boy. I don't want to repeat the kick in the guy in the head story. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so sick. If that was <laughs> it was about me. It wasn't about the guy getting kicked. <laughs> um, most treasured memory. Um, you should go first on this one. Um, I think it's probably uh, the sound of cars passing by on the busy street um, near my grandmother's house. And I was probably five. And she would stay up late watching Night Court. And I would close the eye closest to her and keep the one further half open so I could try to figure out what in the world the laugh track was for. Like, what was funny about this show? And it's bizarre because now every time I hear the Night Court theme, it reminds me of that. Um, And she... Didn't die too much longer after that, but that was that was a safe place, and it was kind of like she knew I was awake, mm-hmm. and she let it slide. Night court, be damned. <laughs> Could you give us the night court theme? You have the rights to that. We do. You have the rights to night court. No, it'd be so weird if you bought them just in case. You knew I was coming on. Yeah, you knew this was gonna we happen. knew Night Court song was going to make a debut. <laughs> Man, my most treasured memory. Um, um, we used to, my family and I used to go down to the Outer Banks <gasps> I love that for a vacation. And Where's that? North Carolina. Oh, 
God. A Nicholas Sparks novel took place there. Do you know which one that was? I have no idea. It's just like beach houses. Well, I've read all of them, so I think... <laughs> Knights in Rodanthe, that one. Okay. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> it's going to be a great answer on Jeopardy someday. Um, yeah, we were just in the Outer Banks, and was having, like, I was having beers with my dad, which is, like, always great, because I was, like, 19 at the time, so I was, like, underage, not a big deal, but it's like, oh, like, I'm getting, like, a buzz on with my dad, and then we took these kayaks out, and we just, like, paddled out into the water, and dolphins came up, like, next to us, and we saw dolphins, and I was just, like, it's like, I'm just having, like, like, a perfect moment, like, it's just real simple, um, at the time, I was, like, texting who this girl who would become my girlfriend for two years she was in barcelona i'm like oh man everything's just like fine everything's like lined up like i didn't like i think it's like those times you have like no care in the world like you really like remember because like it was like oh there's always one thing it was like oh i was like clean slate just like this is cool i'm just existing i have it's nothing you're else having to that do moment of hey this is a good time and i'm going to commit that visual to memory that's yeah how I, that's how my brain works anyway like when you're that clear mm-hmm. that doesn't happen every day yeah yeah so probably that. But was hearing your answer made me think. Like, I was thinking of, like, again, kicking someone in the face. Like, no, let me think of, like, a moment in time <laughs> where I was just, like, existing. Okay. Question 18. What is your most terrible memory? <sighs> I don't have a specific terrible memory. I guess that's good. It means nothing too terribly traumatic has happened to me. But I think... Um, it's more a collage of memories during my teens um, when my family kind of imploded. Um, there was substance abuse, there was mental health mm, crisis after crisis. Um, there were suicide attempts, there was cutting, there was all sorts of visuals come to mind. Um, nothing too specific, though. I just know when I think about my life in my later adolescence that I know no matter what, the rest of my life, nothing is going to be more hopeless than that. And that's actually really comforting. Yeah. 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 Wow. Thanks for sharing. That's a lot. <laughs> um, my most terrible memory is um so like i said my parents got divorced when i was five and my brother and i like held on to this fantasy that one day our parents would get back together mm. and then it was like one day when i was like 13 or 14 um i don't know there, there was like some miscommunication about who was supposed to pick who up or whatever and my parents got in this really really nasty loud fight like in public and people were like staring and i started bawling my eyes out and i was like they're not getting back together ever. So it was like that that moment of like, oh no, happy endings don't happen. Um, that dream died. Yeah, that Aww. dream died like in real time. I was like, oh God. And then a runner up has to be like two summers ago. My my dog died like <gasps> like in the kitchen in front of me. Just like had like a seizure out of nowhere and just like like there's nothing you can like do and just had to like just watch slowly. And that was, like, weird because it was, like, you know, I worked at... I was at the funeral at that time. So I was, like, so desensitized to, like, death. But then when it happened to, like, an animal... Like, my dog in front of me, it was, like, I got shook. And then, yeah, that, that wasn't fun. That's... Yeah, that's probably my single most worst memory is yeah. his pet. Yeah. Like, sure. it's in real time. You're just, like, what do I... Uh, yeah. uh, and they're just... There's nothing. No, yeah. No. And then they just stop moving. You're, like... 
People Thanks. Are, Cover your ears. <laughs> people are complicated, but pets never really wrong you. So that's a yeah, specific kind of right thing for sure. Yeah. Question nineteen: If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly. Would you change anything about the way you are now living and why? I'm guessing you would go to Africa? Yeah, and I'd also clean my room. Mm. <laughs> really? I yeah. would be like, fuck my room, never again. <laughs> I'd, I'd, Stay a mess. Yeah, I just don't want, like, my, like, my family have to, like, clean my room and go through my stuff and see, like, oh, God, past, just sell it all past due in the bills trash and stuff. Like, like what kind of life was he living? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'd probably try to get some of that bucket list, bucket list stuff. Um and then, you know, earlier in the podcast, I said I was the professional bridge burner. Maybe try to mend a bridge or two. Um, really? You'd waste time doing that? <laughs> I would burn more bridges. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, a bridge. Checkmate. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, it doesn't okay. matter. Who cares? Because I was holding back. So know? burn some more fucking bridges. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Screw the Great bridge advice mending. Great advice by Aaron Chaney. Yeah, no, that, no, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I don't want to give them a satisfaction that I still thought about them. No. no Fuck them. They were There's dead. just little time left. <laughs> They're dead to me. They can stay dead I'd to me. I'd rather go right. smoke PCP. <laughs> you know, you've only got like a year left. Yeah. You, I would. you changed his answer. You. <laughs> just, no. Well, yeah, it made sense. It's like you got limited time. Why waste it with people that haven't been in your life? Why bring them back in? Like that was, I was like, yeah, that is dumb. Um, that's it. So yeah, I, <laughs> I clean my room and bucket list stuff. That's, that's my answer. I like that. Um, I, I would I would travel. Um, I would probably I would probably um, m- I'd probably make a film about it because I'm a goddamn exploitative person. Um, <laughs> what would I change about the way I'm living now? I would probably not be in limbo um, doing anything but what I wanted to do. Yeah. Whereas like you know you sit around and you wait for things mm-hmm. at this point in your life. Yeah. Question 20. Beyond what you value in friendship, what does friendship mean to you? Um, friendship means to me... Um, an attempt to understand someone else. Mm-hmm. And a... Reciprocation of not being alone in the universe yeah friendship means to me i was thinking about it i don't quite know how to phrase it but it's like like you can meet these people and then you have all your inside jokes and stuff like that and you just have like this language that's like all yours so it's just that exchange of like information like how like how you can learn from other people and and they end up becoming church people that you care about and like love but yeah just that Exchange. It's a really stupid scientific answer, but not at all. I can't really put it into words. But like, yeah, just that whole process. Question twenty-one: What roles do love and affection play in your life? What roles do love and affection play? Oh man, love and affection. Well, romantic love, I'm not good at. <laughs> I've only think I've been romantically in love like twice, like legitimately. Uh, affection though, love letting people know that I care about them and 
just doing nice things for people. Like I like to think I'm like a friendly person. Like I forgot one of my friends, Shannon was like, my spirit animal is like a golden retriever. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, yeah, you're just like, you're just like a joy to be around. And I'm like, Oh great. Thanks. Cause I don't always feel that way. Um, see you say golden retriever. I think massive poops. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have massive poops? Uh, from time to time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we're asking the real question. Mystery solved. <laughs> Open and shut case. Um, but those things are very important and you need them totally. and, and to get better at doing them for sure. Um, I think I have a couple of love languages and one of them is like gifts or doing things for people. And that's a form of affection for me. Um, and I think that was handed down to me by my family for sure. And it, it, it's adorable and sometimes it borders on crazy making like I remember telling my mom that I needed a costume for something and her tearing the house up all night being like what about this what about this and it's like mom leave it alone you're like drop the bone um, but I'm totally I'm the same exact way and I can see it all the time like uh, the socks she bought me socks <laughs> well it's not that I bought you socks it's that I saw the socks and sent them to you because I knew you would love the socks but that's happened many times recently because I don't know why. I'm just fixated on the things. <laughs> the socks have a taco cat and an avocado cat on them. <laughs> just for <laughs> listeners. You'd have to know Anna to know that that is pretty much like Anna's personal brand of sock. Correct. <laughs> cat and Mexican? That's, that's, your, that's your brand? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, my, that's my brand. <laughs> food mostly. Food, okay. Mexican food plus cutesy okay. imagery. But in high Generally. school, also, there was a lot of cat stuff going on. The inside jokes about cats, yeah. Oh, I see. See, I wasn't even in on that. I know, and you knew. Just you just a, knew. You're a layer cake, <laughs> Anna B. I'm a layer cake. Um, I love, in general, and affection play another important role in my life. Like, I'm, I'm like a, uh, I'm, I'm a person who has sort of like a GTA affection meter. Like, if I don't get a certain amount of cuddles within a given month, I'm probably going to start losing it. Um, you say GTA, you mean Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so many points. You just got the most points. <laughs> oh, God, just for that. All right. Does it help you to know that it's because my ex-husband used to play a lot of GTA? Uh, <laughs> however you got introduced. All right. It doesn't really matter. <sighs> just, you, you appreciate it, though. Good. Okay. Um, question <laughs> <laughs> 22. Uh, we are going to take turns sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of two items. Uh, positive characteristics. So say nice things about me. I will. <laughs> I'm getting to it. Um, you have a very engaging smile oh, and thanks. you are not dead behind the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-parter, you know, because some people can smile, but they're not smiling with their eyes. And right. you know they're trying to emote something, but they're not connecting. But you're giving me some good eyes. Also, um, you're self-effacing, but not in a way that is, like, purposely putting yourself down. You're just okay. being real about it, and I dig that. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you are legitimately funny. Crack me up. And... You're very like introspective. There are some of these questions where I'm just like, what does this question even mean? And then you just have like a great answer. Uh, and like the uh, like the one about like the most positive memory, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. And then you had like the most specific uh, memory and then your love and affection answer. I was like, what does that even mean? And you just had, I was like, yeah. 
Aaron's got thoughts, and she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that or is that not my one sentence description of myself? In the Aaron's beginning? autobiography is going to be called Aaron's Got Thoughts. I was just going to say. Got thoughts. <laughs> I was going to say the title of the podcast is Aaron's Got Thoughts. Hello, and welcome back to Aaron's Got Thoughts. I'm your host, Aaron. I've got some thoughts for you today. <laughs> oh my god. Woo. <laughs> Uh, question 23. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? Um, with the exception of like the roadblocks that naturally come with divorced parents, I would say yes. Um, my dad is, he's one of nine. So, and they all like live within a five block radius of each other in Queens, typical Irish Catholics, you know. So I'm like used to spending so much time with like aunts and uncles and stuff like that. And um, so the way the custody worked over the summer is we spent all of July with my dad, all of August with my mom. So my parents have jobs. So we'd be dumped off with our grandparents a lot. And I, my grandparents took my brother and I to their bungalow in Long Island out on the beach for like weeks at a time during July. And then in August, my mom's, my grandmother would take us to Jamaica where she's from. So we'd spend like six weeks at a time in Jamaica. What? That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, my family's great. I love my family. <laughs> yeah. Go to war for them. Was there another part of that question that, that I miss? Um, do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? Oh. Well, yeah, because like, I, I know that there are some people that like are only child. They're only like only children, and their families are small. So I have that, and that's invaluable because like my one cousin, who I mentioned before, he also doubles as like my best friend, and we like live together. And yeah, so... I'd say close and warm, your family yeah, is. Yeah, for yes. sure. For sure. That's nice. Um, I definitely think my childhood was happier than some some people's. Um, I, as far as close and warm, now I think uh, logistically there's a level of um, warmth and, and yet also a healthy balance of distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but as a kid, absolutely. I mean, we used to go on these road trips, and uh, my my grandma would pile us and all of our cousins into her big. Um, what are they called? Why can't I think of the station name? wagon? No, no, it was a it was a big like a camper trailer. Yeah, RV. Yeah, so she, she would load us all in. Nailed it. <laughs> Excellent work. <laughs> Um, she would load us all into her RV, and uh, we would drive all over the place. And the destination—I mean, we were too little to even understand where we were going. It was just—it was just fam time. Um, so between that and the fact that my my dad is an incredibly goofy person who probably tried to entertain us at all given times, um, yeah, absolutely happier than some people for sure. Not—I don't know about most other people. Some but people, a lot of people yeah. for sure. I'm very privileged, and I know that for sure. Question 24. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I have a really interesting relationship with my mother because I've just gotten to know her in the last 10 years Um, in the sense that I had a different mother the first, first... 12 or 13 years of my life and then there was a period where she was a she was a pretty blazing alcoholic um and the person that she is now is very different so there was a time that i didn't really have one and now i do again but we've kind of swapped roles in that i'm an adult now and there was a time that i was more like the mom 
So it's a very um, shifting relationship, but I think realizing that your parents are human and that they're um, fallible is a really important thing that some people still have yet to learn. Mm-hmm. So, and you can hear it in the way that they talk about them when they're, they're like, well, my dad just will never acknowledge me. And you're like, I don't know why you're holding out on that. It sounds like an asshole, you know, but some people, you know, have those different roadblocks to get through. And yeah. I guess I'm lucky I got those out of the way. Uh, my relationship with my mom is, is pretty good because, like, I feel like I get the creative side from her. My mom was, a, she went to culinary school. She was a dancer. Um, wow. Yeah. And she was the one that's like, yeah, go pursue your dreams. Like, you know, um, the practicality of it be damned. Like, just go do it. Um, I do feel, like, bad, though. Sometimes. I feel guilty because, like, so... When my parents got divorced, I lived with my mom for the first three years, but I spent the rest of it with my dad. And then, like, so I wasn't actually raised by my mom a ton. And then now that I'm an adult, um, I don't see either parent too much. So I just feel like, like maybe like I missed out on time with her. And I, and I, like, it bothers me, but I feel like it probably bothers her more. And I feel bad, like, if that makes sense. I don't know. Just like most mothers get to raise their kids, and I feel like maybe she didn't quite get that experience. So then I just feel really bad and I feel guilty a lot of the time. And Does that keep you from calling her? Yeah. And then, and then like when we do finally like hang out, it is just like, why don't you call me? And I just feel like, I, that's why I don't want to come here. And like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like quicksand, you know, you're like, you want to spend more time with your mom, but then you can't spend more time with your mom because it's like not great when you spend time with your mom, but. It's not redeeming. It just adds mm-hmm. to the guilt. Yeah. But I get like my best qualities from her. Like I. I like look like her. Like my dad's white. I don't look like him. <laughs> like, like I look more like my mom. And and we do like when things are great, things are awesome. Yep. So it's complicated. I mean, I may I probably made it sound a little more complicated than it actually is. It's not like a huge problem, but it's something that like, eats at the back of your head sometimes. Yeah, I know. You We're mean. fine ninety five percent of the time. Question 25. Make two true we statements each. For example, we are both in this room feeling dot, dot, dot. Oh, I gotta go. Okay. We are both being vulnerable. I have to do two? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um... We are both uh, getting along, I would say. Yeah, that's kind of a cop-out answer, but... (laughs) Not at all. That's a statement. It's a we statement. Um, We are both in this room feeling comfortable? Yeah, totally. Um, And we are both good people. (laughs) That was for me. I appreciate that. Yes, Thank you so much. It was. I was feeling low. <laughs> okay, question 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Dot, dot, dot. You know, it's funny as I always tend to find people I can share most things with. Like, maybe not everybody shares my passion for a given thing, but I will always root them out. I can't think of a single good answer to that question because I think I. I have found them. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's not real. Again, like, when it comes to, like, romantic love stuff, like, yeah, totally, like, I'm single, duh. But other than that, I mean, I guess. I'm pretty checked off in every other box. 
I'm trying to think of a situation where I, I don't I don't recall what other people's answers to that question have been, but I don't. Uh, you have any sample answers? Yeah. Previous pods. Previous pods. Uh, <laughs> flashback. That should be a new segment. Zoom. I think the most memorable have been uh, people who want to share TV shows with oh. someone. Uh, it can be something as simple uh, as that. Sh- yeah, yeah share things that you love. Games, share like a love for a specific art, share a specific TV show. Oh, okay. I was thinking you real know. big what picture else, stuff. What else have people said that's been... Um, I think a really common answer is people just want someone to share the quiet time with. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I mean, people have said, like, I want someone to share my life with, but mm-hmm. I think the most common have been TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's safe. It's a safe answer. Um, but I would advise them to search the internet because I believe there are message boards for them. Really? You know, no matter what show you like, there's a message board. What's you know? the internet? <laughs> it is an internet. Um, yeah. Aaron's got thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Um, is it me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question 27. If you were to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your disclaimer <laughs> if we become friends? Oh, okay. Um, I can be very moody. For no reason. Interesting. That is good to know. I, I like to tell people that it's because I'm introverted, but it's mostly because I just get moody. <laughs> <laughs> like I really like I can like you know I'm the Barnes and Noble guy. I like to just like read sometimes, but and I feel and I feel like for a guy I have like resting bitch face sometimes. And um, <laughs> yeah, but I've I've been told I have like mood swings and 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 I'm like something I'm working on. I'm like, am I being a downer right now? Fix it. Um, when you get moody, do you get snappish? Just get quiet and disinterested. I try not to like snap at people. It's just it's more of like you just wall off. Bill kind of checked out. I hate that. Yeah, I really hate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ever get moody when you haven't had snacks? Because I almost always keep snacks in my purse. No. Oh. <laughs> I get I get moody. See, that's it, what kind it, of yeah. a fixer I am. That's my automatic. I'm like, what do you need? How can I help you? Are you hungry? Are you sad? Are you tired? Do you need a nap? It'll happen when I have to do something I don't want to do or if I'm somewhere I don't want to be or I'm talking to someone I don't want to be talking. Like, <laughs> oh, God. If I got moody every time, that happens. And then, and then, but then what ends up <laughs> happening is, is like it like will um, fester mm. and then kind of become like what should have been like a moment is now like a two hour thing. Well, at least you're honest about it. I'm on the other side where I'm like constantly acting. I don't even mm-hmm. know if I'm uncomfortable in a situation mm-hmm. anymore. I'm, I'm past that. I just like, I don't it. care. Yeah. I told you I'm the bridge burner. If I hate you, I let you know that I don't like you. Like, <laughs> That's fair. What's that? Sorry. My response. Oh, um, what was, what was, um, what's your disclaimer? I want to know now. I think that is actually that that I semi answered it with my response in the sense that um, I I am that like person who wants you to be okay all the time, uh-huh. and so it's a challenge for me to be around moody or anxiety ridden people, and it's le- led me into some relationships where I'm basically mm-hmm. just like the the wet nurse for your anxiety, you know? Yeah. Um, that's that's a thing that I'm working on. So I actually, uh, I, I would probably, if we hung out and you got moody with me, I would probably just end up being like, bye. <laughs> Talk to you later when you're acting like an adult. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
Question 28. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time. Saying things you might not say to someone you just met. This time, I resent the implication. Uh, <laughs> Cut deep with this one. Be honest this time. Um, I'm supposed to tell you what I like about you? Oh, uh, yeah. Tell your partner what you like about them. In a different way than I already have. Damn it. Um, I like... No pressure. You just made it pressure. <laughs> <laughs> there was no pressure until you said no pressure, and now there's pressure. Uh. Um, I like that you are cheerful. Oh, thanks. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, what I like about Aaron. Aaron, you are so smart, so mature. Um, I mean that in a good way. <laughs> And it's a nice way of saying that I'm old. No, it's not what I meant. <laughs> no, like honestly, you make me want to like. I'm like, wow, I, I, I'm, I need to grow. <laughs> I need to grow more. Aaron, Aaron's got thoughts. Aaron's got thoughts. <laughs> and Aaron, you're very gorgeous. Aww, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, question twenty nine. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Oh, I gotta answer that. Um, embarrassing moment I feel like that happens once every like three months when I'm like stuck on a train I gotta like crap (laughs) you're just trying to like hold it together (laughs) oh you want poop stories (laughs) go for it yeah well it's like I said earlier like I try to avoid um, conflict so I don't really embarrass myself in public that way like often it is like stupid things where I'm just like running into a like into like a dunk and I was like can I please use your bathroom like covered in something like please, please. <laughs> like, like that's that's the root of it. Like, I'll buy a donut. I'll buy a donut. Have it sitting there for me. I really gotta go. <laughs> Is that a specific embarrassing moment? Oh, that's it. Just it happens. Are you in, giving it, me a hypothetical because you don't want to lay out that that's exactly what happened? Did you poop in a train or a Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, I've never pooped in a train. I've always <laughs> I've always made it, but um, it's sometimes more desperate than others and. I know it's not like a moment, but like every time I like text like a girl and she doesn't answer, that's embarrassing. Only for me though. Like no one else knows that that happened except for the woman who's choosing not to answer you. But I feel like that always like kills. That's fair though. Ghosting hurts. Um, I I don't know how how deep does this rabbit hole go. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't. Erin, you have a poop story. Too. I no. I I'm actually trying to decide between two different poop stories. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, um, I shit behind someone's bush one time. That I did that. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about specific times. Uh, that that happened one this time. This podcast got it out of you. Yeah, and um, it was someone. It was someone's like like bush on their like front lawn like it had like a corner house like it wrapped around so like they're like their windows like maybe like seven feet high so i was like ducked behind like below their window hidden by the bush and then i took like one of the uh flyers that someone like the paperboy like thrown like for coupons for like stop and shop and that's what i used (laughs) i went about my day (laughs) thank goodness you had something I, you know what, that you asked for embarrassing. I'm like weirdly proud of that story. Like, yeah. like I handled my business. Exactly. That's <laughs> nothing embarrassing. Really, that's nothing embarrassing about that. I think that's what that's that's what's funny about those stories is because like it's only embarrassing if you get caught halfway through. Yeah. Really, if you pulled it off, you kind of won. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I live in a house with four other people and there's only one bathroom. Um, so <laughs> embarrassing is knocking on your roommate's door while they're showering and then being like, I'll be out in a minute. And then knocking again and then being like, okay, hold on. Yeah. And then just walking away sadly because you don't need to anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Question 30. Uh, when, when did you last cry in front of another person and uh, by yourself? Oh my God. I last cried by myself uh, like two weeks ago. I think um, I I have a, a hormonal condition that makes uh, crying pretty commonplace thing, but um, I was actually under fire from like three different angles on a shoot that I was doing, and like the deputy producer was calling and harassing me, and then I was having other people call and beg me not to leave, and I had to make it work, and I just basically like sat around going through half a roll of toilet paper. Um, last time I cried in front of someone else is probably when my sister was visiting day before yesterday. Oh, and she left or is she just happy to see her? Um, she said, I didn't care about seeing New York. I was just excited to see you. Aww. And she cried. So then I cried. Aww. That's so sweet. I know. It was disgusting. I want that relationship with someone. <laughs> Um, last time I cried in front of someone was, um, August. My, wow, my, what? That's so specific. That's amazing. I know, because it, it was, um, my, my cousin, who's also, like, my best friend, he was leaving for the Coast Guard Academy, so. Mm. And it was, like, I wouldn't have cried if we hadn't been, like, drinking all day. It was, like, one of those oh, type of cries. God. Like, so we just, like, blubbered, like, you forever. You were brunchy, sad, not real sad. I was sad, because he was, <laughs> no, he was going away. I've never, like, uh. Like, you know, it was something he really wanted to do, but, like, then he's, like, walled off for, like, 12 weeks. You know, like, there's no contact whatsoever. And he's going to come out, like, as, like, this military man, like, a different person. So I was like, oh, man, he's going to be gone. And it was like, we've never, like, spent extended period of time apart. So that happened. And then the last time by myself was, Nick, when were Lloyd auditions? <laughs> like, it was, like, three weeks, weeks, a couple yeah. weeks ago at this yeah. point. I was telling Nick, oh, man, people listen to this podcast. I'm not bragging, but I got a callback. And then when I didn't get, like, the next callback, I, like, silently, like, I shed, like, a few tears. Mostly, like, out of, like, frustration because it was, like, you know, like, when it feels like nothing good's happening. You're, like, oh, this one's a good thing. Like, this will be the thing that, like, pans out okay. And then, like, it doesn't. You're just, like, damn. And it was, again, it was another, like, kind of, like, um, booze-influenced little, like, <laughs> Because I was, like, drinking, and I was just, like, I gave myself a few minutes. I was, like, damn it. Like, it was one of those. It wasn't, like, a sobbing type of thing. It was just, it was, like, stewing with, like, tears coming out of my eyes. I was, like, fuck, damn it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> one of those. Mad tears. I think you're up. Question 29. Share with your partner. Oh, nope. Sorry. Nope. It's 30. Now it's you. Oh, is it? Okay. That was 30. What's 30? That was 30. So you have 31. What does it say? We last cried. Okay. Yep. I did 29. It is 31. Um, question 31. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. Something you haven't mentioned before. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, that I haven't mentioned before. 
Oh. You blew them all already. I did. I, I was throwing out extras, trying to be charming, and I threw out way too many. You have to throw out the bells and whistles. You're going to have to gild the lily. It was, it was something nice that I haven't already said. Yes, I said you were smart. I said you were attractive. I said you were funny. <laughs> Man. Um... <laughs> Uh, Compliment her poop story. <laughs> it wasn't even the good poop story. That was the polite no, poop story. I know, that was a polite one. Um, you don't seem to take yourself too seriously. That is a fact. That is very astute. Um, nor do you, but also a very specific compliment. I like the angle of your cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I man. know I sound like I'm going to try to make a lamp out of you. It's just <laughs> I'm a makeup artist. It happens. All right. Here's the deal. Listeners, you have to describe it for the listeners because they don't know what you look like. Listeners, I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Oh, maybe. You have very high cheekbones? Yeah. they're Okay. So I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that because I woke up this morning. I was like, my face looks fat. <laughs> I, so I'm glad someone's like, no, it looks nice. I would say that you have a round facial shape, but mm-hmm. you do have a, a protruding um, at a 45 degree angle, um, <laughs> moderate apple, um, leading into a circular orbit. Uh, for the listeners, Bill is a house. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far the most specific compliment we've ever in had in on the show. Porch. Seriously, <laughs> in Grand Pool. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going to brag about that forever. I'm like, I have nice cheekbones. Um, question 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I was thinking about this the other day on my own. It's crazy. Um, okay. I think if couched perfectly by the right person in a context allowing for any odd variables almost anything can be joked about subjects that i would advise almost anyone not to joke about unless they um consider themselves to be punching up or otherwise covered Mm -hmm. um would be subjects like rape or other forms of mm, non-consent Mm-hmm. I think those jokes are almost always adding to the rape culture. And they're very, very rarely satirical enough to be pulled off in any way but to reinforce them. That's about the only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will co opt part of your answer. Like, rape is very, very tricky, and you need to be a comedic genius to try to even pull it off. So, that for sure. And, um,. And also why. I want to know why. Why Why is that the, the topic? Like, if you're going there, I want to know why. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't love 9-11 jokes. I, like, I, like, I, I feel like because a lot of time has passed that people are like, oh, now it's okay to, like, bring into stuff. And I feel like it oftentimes comes off as just like, oh, here's a shocking thing I can say to get a like, reaction out of people. But it's very, like, not funny like i just i don't a bunch of people went to work and like died like like that's right. not i don't i don't know i mean when chris rock hosted snl he had like a funny joke but it was more about like the tower like the freedom tower not about like the victims of 9-11 so like that was the one time it worked 
Right. Or like the knock knock joke with you said you'd never forget is only funny to me in the sense that it's mocking kind of the culture. Yeah. Bumper stickers about it. Yeah. As long as you're aware that that's the situation. Like there was yeah. one scene on Family Guy where they were on like Family Feud and it was like, or some, something like that. I don't remember. And like they asked like what one of the characters like favorite holiday was and like Stewie said 9-11. I was like, I don't know. That's terrible. That's like <laughs> terrible. That's like, sh- and like I gasped because it was like shocking. But I was like, there was absolutely like no comedic value in saying that. Added like, to the pile of bullshit for, for Family Guy. For and, sure. I, and I kind of like Family Guy. I will give them a benefit of the doubt like a lot of times because I'm like, I'm like a... Jokes for the sake of jokes sometimes, but like I was like, that was terrible. at its best, that was it's just... well written, and at it at its worst, it's yeah. very mean spirited. Um, yeah. So nine eleven rape, yeah, those are yeah, just generally yeah. Um, violence. I think is a tough thing to joke about, and there's got to be a really good reason that you're choosing it as a topic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we can agree on that. <laughs> um, question thirty three: If you die today without talking to anyone. What would you regret not having told someone, and why haven't you told them? Oh, man. <laughs> they really saved the best ones for last. Um, um, I would want to tell my brother, my full brother, I have four half-brothers, my brother Matt, he's younger than me, I would say, you're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a, a, a thing that you think he doesn't know? Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. He's he's like way more um, like responsible than I am. He's really guys like shit together, and he um, like struggled in school when he was younger. Like he has like a like a learning disability and stuff like that. And he's figured it out, and he's awesome at basketball. Like played in college, and like we both played basketball. He's like better than me. And then he's got like a job with like ben- and it's working construction, which stuff I don't ever want to do. But like he's on his way. You know, he's been with the same girl for like six years. I'm like, dude, you're doing it. So, like, yeah, proud older brother, but like, you're the older brother. <laughs> like, like, you're awesome. And I don't think I've ever said that to him because I'm always trying to find ways to like shit on him. But yeah. You got to keep people in their place. Yeah. But he's not cocky about it. That's the, that's the thing. It, he's the like, reason the reason he's accomplished all this is because you shit on him. So he's like, <laughs> I'm going to overcome my. Yeah. I mean. yeah. If you stop now, just think. Yeah. It'll all be your fault. I'm like, one of the things I'm like, if I ever got like famous enough, like the first thing I would do is I like write him a check for like Aww. a ton of like I love my brother. <laughs> I used to have like. Well, he's gonna know all that now if he listens. He's to not this. gonna listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast isn't shit. He doesn't listen to anything I do. He doesn't give a crap. It'll be like, how long is it? I'm not listening to this. Um, I used to have like a nightmare. I don't want to hear you go on a blind date. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I had like the same nightmare like every year for like ten years. Where like he'd go missing and I'd like always like wake up like tears in my eyes and stuff like Aww. like it's like it's a very weird type of relationship he and I have because we've been through like everything. Together. I feel like this is a message in a bottle. He'll never hear it. He'll but never it's hear still it. out there in the universe. <laughs> um, I I've lost a lot of people in my life and I tend to just kind of overshare stuff like this. I don't think there's really anybody who doesn't know much about how I feel about them or anything like that. And that leaves just, uh, like, stuff I did behind their back without them knowing. And I don't think I'd want to share that either if I died today. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd rather leave that bygone if it's not important. Like, that. 
I don't. Um, I, I I am also very proud and of, of my sister, but I basically tell her and also everybody else to the point of disgust. Yeah, you guys cried so. the other day. That, like that's. It's awesome. true. That's awesome. That's true. It's also she just cries a lot over everything. <laughs> <laughs> Question thirty four. Your house catches fire. We have houses in this one. Uh, I do have a house. You do have probably a- will catch fire. Oh, man. Lucky. Uh, it's a Victorian, you know? Your house catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to grab one last thing. What is it and why? I mean, to be very honest, it'd probably be my laptop just because, you know. Yeah. But same. <laughs> if if you made me choose a sentimental thing, I I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of things. For I don't just have that a great reason. answer for this one. Yeah, it's I, like I, I grab all my notebooks and I have jokes. And other than that, I don't know. I try to kind of keep memories in my brain. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh mm, no, that's not. And I say that, but that doesn't explain why I'm also a hoarder. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Um, there is a photo album. I don't know where it is of like from my parents were together. So like, I, I guess if I could grab that, I would, but I don't know why I'd own that. It just <laughs> seems really risky to run into a house that's burning for something that's not essential. So I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you got the loved ones and pets. I mean, what else is there? You covered yeah. your ass. Yeah. I'd, I'd try to grab like a notebook or something. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I say that. laptop because that's the, that's, that's my, the notebook. Yeah. That's my tool that I would be able to recover creatively. with. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And also those things are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of all the people in your family, question 35. Thank you. (laughs) Question 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Oh, what? (laughs) There's no context for that? Uh, um, Disturbing. So if they died like right this minute, I'm looking at you guys. It's not sure. Or just in general. I think disturbing is a, is a weird word. I think just like upsetting it, yeah, is better. Which one oh. would affect you the most? Oh, Ugh. you have to pick a favorite parent. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> um. Well, I I won't retreat my answer about my brother because that'd be the one. Um. Um. I guess be my dad yeah yeah he's um a lot like my brother in the same way like a really like hard-working guy and father of six and got remarried and like just is a busybody and works really hard and has had some health issues and just keeps on going um so he'd be a real loss <laughs> to a lot of people i mean he's your dad i mean Dead suck. I mean, if my mom died. Oh, so that, that question sucks. <laughs> I hate this question. <laughs> it's bad juju. Um, I, I guess I, I guess I'd have to say my sister. Um, but it's mostly because she's had a lot of other physical problems, and so I think it'd be disturbing and upsetting on many levels. Um, and it's for the same reason that I am health conscious and really focus on that. And it's because I know that she's always had, um, physical detriments and I'm totally lucky. And it's just like, but for the grace of God, go I. And so 
I think her health her health is automatically probably um, more in question than than mine, and it would really suck to lose like a younger sibling. That's why it would be disturbing. Totally. Um, this is the last question. Oh, the finish yeah. line. Yeah. How many of these have you guys sat through now? This is episode ten. Ten. Is it still fun for you guys? Of course. <laughs> we get to know you guys in a totally different level. It's great. Okay. Thirty-six. Big old thirty-six. Bum bum bum. Knowing everything you know about your partner, what advice can you offer them about their life? <laughs> Judgy as fuck. <laughs> oh my God, I know, right? Like, who am I? Um. I, let's see. It sounds like although you embrace your laziness, you also really look up to the people in your life who are the opposite. And so maybe there's a chance in your life for some kind of moderation there. Like you don't have to push yourself, but if that's what you look up to, then stop uh, treating yourself like it's not something you can do that's a fantastic answer and i only say that because it's exactly the advice i would give myself so it's kind of what i was thinking yeah Uh, (laughs) i was gonna say you know earlier you mentioned like like having a lack of focus and i hope you find it because you're very 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 smart and have a lot to say and it'd be great to have your work out in the world so thank you you're welcome I'm tearing up right now. Oh, he's crying? <laughs> no. he's, he's lying. He's really crying. You're crying. Nick is crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. I got something in my eye. <laughs> is it my fist? <laughs> this is the first time Nick has cried in the podcast. All right. To get my manhood back, I have to do kickboxing with Bill. So. Oh, man. Don't my most glorious moment. Cry more. <laughs> I'm going to last longer than 50 seconds. So that's my goal. No, I'm kidding. Kick him in the head. That's what I learned about kickboxing today. There's punching involved. (laughs) Anyway, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. There's one more part to this experiment based off of the real experiment. So now you have to look at each other in the eyes for four minutes. To last four minutes in the octagon. Mm -hmm. What, what What do the podcast listeners do during this time? Uh, so I'm going to edit it down, but we guarantee you, podcast listener, that they will be staring at each other for four minutes. That's why they've been staring over us this whole time, is to make sure that that gets done. So the reason Arthur Aaron has this as part of his study is he feels that people, even who are have been together for a long time, don't look each other in the eye that often. And the average time people spend looking at someone in the eye is less than four seconds. Yeah, I'll be a little closer. So whenever you're ready. Three. Two, one. You can't talk. Two, one, time. That was... I thought at first that the dog farted. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things happened during the four minutes. (laughs) So for people who are joining us again, our dog was... Farting and or no, she was dreaming. She, she was, was dreaming. our dog was full on dreaming and making noises. It was beautiful. And uh, during the four minutes, I discovered my true passion of creating a uh, haunted, haunted house. house. <laughs> I think uh, I think that was very distracting. 
<laughs> so how did you feel about the whole process? I liked it. I would do it with everyone I ever meet from now on. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It fulfills every reflexive desire my theory nerd brain has, which is to analyze everybody and their motivations and their personalities. So I liked it. Well, yeah. Um, I would have liked to have talked more about O.J. Simpson, but other than that... You're welcome to now. Oh, okay. You can now. Um, that was great. What is, is it, this is an open forum for Yeah, now we get to now. ask you questions about you know, how you feel about the questions. Anything else you want to say type thing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a follow-up question, Bill. Um, so since you worked at a funeral home for so long, you probably have your own funeral planned, yes? Uh, no, no, I don't. No? No. Um, but I do know I'll, I'll probably be, uh, I'll probably get cremated. Whoa. Because um, funerals are expensive and I, I don't want, like, unless I have the money in, like, a will where it's put as, I'm not trying to burden anyone with that. Um, Seems. But it's also the thing that we would say to the families that came in is, like, you know, the, the service is more for them. So you do what you want. Unless it's, like, explicitly written where it's, like, please just, I don't want a viewing. If it's not like it is for the family to get the other family members to come and do this weird but beautiful goodbye ceremony so hmm. yeah so at this point we also we uh, are legally obligated to ask you if you're in love <laughs> <laughs> officially no yeah, prob- uh, yeah probably not <laughs> <laughs> I should ask though, how is the experience from complete strangers? How has your relationship changed? Oh, Aaron's great. Cool, Bill's also great. I think it's nice because, like, if you get that kind of intimate repetition, you start to learn like the basics of what someone's priorities are, mm-hmm. and so that's something that usually takes quite a lot longer. Like, just understanding their family dynamics, what their values are. And instead, it's hammered them all out real quick. Yeah. So we do have a lot of creative people on the podcast. If there's anything you want to plug, anything coming up. Oh, yeah. Since as a thank you for being on the podcast, uh, you guys are both in entertainment business. Uh, Now is the time to plug your Instagram, your Twitter, whatever you're working on, people. How do people find you? Uh, My Twitter is dbaguettery. That's (laughs) dbaguette. B-A-G-U-E-T-T-E-R-Y. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, handle Master William. Uh, I don't tweet very often. And then I would plug shows, but this is going to air after they already happened. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing two stand-up shows this week. Whoa. When? Uh, Tuesday, 7.30 at Greenwich Comedy Club. And then I'm doing a sketch show Wednesday night at Friends and Lovers. And then Thursday, doing some more stand-up at 7 o'clock at American Beauty in Chelsea. Guess what? We'll probably have it out before a couple of those. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, if I created a haunted house, would you guys come to it? Absolutely. I went to a Sleep No More on Friday, and it was, <gasps> and it was great. Congratulations! And I, I, I'm like so proud of you. I had real anxiety though, like the first hour there, and I eventually <laughs> like loosened up, and I was mad. I was like, oh, I should have just been running around, going in all the rooms. I was terrified. Like, and my friend was like, it's not a haunted house, but I was like, but still, it was weird, and. It was great. I want to go back. It's a little haunted, though. Yeah. So, yes, I love stuff like that. Yeah, do it. Thank you. <laughs> Have you been? 
No, so I would. No I, more. I, I Have you been to sleep no more? I do not want to go. Yeah. What? No, I don't want to be in the rooms with people in masks. So our haunted house is just going to be people in masks coming in our house while we watch Netflix. Yes. <laughs> and your dog wearing a sheet. Yes. Farting, having dream hiccups. Really went off the Wouldn't rails. Wouldn't it be scary? <laughs> Wouldn't it be scary if there was a dog dressed like a ghost farting? <laughs> yes. I would pay to see it, only if I couldn't smell it. And before we <laughs> before we leave, I think Aaron, you left us an iTunes review, right? Yes. Okay, so. Thank you, Aaron, for leaving one of our three iTunes reviews. Aww, Thank you, Aaron. If anyone else would like to be thanked on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> leave us a review as well. Yeah, we also have a website now, 36qpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can email us directly at 36qpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. No, thank, thank you for you. having me. This was awesome. Me. It's over. It's over. Oh, okay. oh my God. <laughs>